found that in order to get full coverage on YouTube, you have to have copyright free music because I'm all about getting that bag. You cannot get monetized. If you have anything that resembles possible copyright infringement. Therefore, I had to change my intro. Hey, y'all, this is 2022, a new year, a new time for podcasting. And I had to get a funky beat to basically express what I want to put out in the atmosphere. And this is Tenfro. I'm back, back, back again. I'm a social critic, thought leader, but I'm more reclusive than cranky. But I want to read, watch, cook, and just share all things that make me happy. My wish is that this increases the curiosity of the listening audience to come back for more and to share with friends. I want one million unique listeners and downloads. I want creative quality Millie to be known around the world. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. So if you're listening to me on YouTube, click subscribe. Tip a sister. And I just want to thank you guys for listening. And enjoy and get your bop on. Copyright free. things that seem just make me happy and I can put it as a part of my podcast. In fact, having an instrumental version to celebrate and introduce this next segment of Black Excellence is what and why I think I really do this podcast. In particular, um, this week I'm celebrating two Black queens because these women are the epitome of queen and gangster and why people fear us. There's an Atlanta prosecutor by the name of Fannie T. Willis bringing more Rico against two rappers. Atlanta is going through a time, and I think Keisha Bottoms has, they've elected a new, they must have elected a new mayor of Atlanta because they are in a time of increased gang warfare, like many places. Um, Tennessee, Chattanooga, Memphis, Nashville, were experiencing the same thing. But she's bringing two more RICO cases against two rappers. And you could say whatever you want to. These fools are like that other dumbass that I'm going to talk about in the next segment uh, that I had to give... Um, donkey of the day reference. You don't want to be a donkey of the day. But these guys are rapping about AR-15s and drug dealing and a lot of other this gangster shit. And 
she's getting ready, they getting ready to get hemmed up on Rico. And I forgot to look this crap up. What exactly is Rico? So I'm looking at what racketeer influence and corrupt organizations. Yeah, they're coming after these gang gang mugs. Um, and what is a RICO charge? A violation of RICO occurs when a person in connection with an enterprise engages in pattern of racketeering uh, activity. So if the FB and the I can't get you on running gang running guns. The IRS, the IRNS, all the letters are going to get you. Because this is the type of stuff that uh, took down the mob and the mafia. And these mafia wannabe mugs are getting ready. A black woman's coming after them, just like that black prosecutor in New York. If they don't, if coming after Trump, if it does, it's not dismantled by a corrupt few willing to continue to protect his stupid butt. Then, mad ups, big ups, to this queen who I did not know of her until <laughs> I was listening to, big shout out to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, um, just like um, Ratchet and Respectful, um, Demetri L. Lewis, Rod and his, co- his partner Karen are bad. But I've learned so much. I learned so much about what I should talk about and how I want to pattern my own podcast by listening to other successful black podcasters. And I'm hopeful one day I can be as transformative and extreme just as much as they are. But I did not know about this until I was listening to the black guy who tips um, and this phenomenal woman until I saw this exchange or heard about this exchange. So listen. Sir Bridges, you said several times, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? Many women, cis women have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, There are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a- We can recognize that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so your view is is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking. Yes, she is, you dumbass. Yes, so she I is. So I want to note that one out of five transgender p- uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important because of my us. line of questioning. Because so we can't talk about it. Because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm is denying that trans people exist by asking Are you? you if you're talking Are you? about women Are you? having pregnancies. So this brilliant queen with and it looks like she does have a crown on her head is UC Berkeley law professor Kiara Bridges going off clearing this fool from his homophobic, transphobic, and just general jackassery buffoonery. She calls him out on it. 
And you got the Hannity's and the Foxes and a whole bunch of other people saying she has a meltdown. She had a meltdown. She basically called him out on his stupidity. And she was going to, she basically, when you are that stupid, and she called him out on the stupid and then told him why he was stupid and why you, why do these white men in particular in this country think they could come after these brilliant people like this and we're not supposed to say anything. She called his ass out. And she obviously, I think she was basically testifying on reproductive rights, et cetera. And they went off. I don't know how they start talking about trans anyways, but that's how you, we are having to deal with this age of where stupidity is being awarded by power in this country because they came at this storied law professor like she was in the wrong for calling him out on being a dumbass because she did it very well and I think I had the meltdown watching this one minute 23 second she didn't she basically had a, a, a argument, called him out on his egregious questioning, and then basically pointed out why his question was so egregious, and he basically still stood in stupid. Why, why can't I just assume that we're just talking about women? Because all kinds of different people with different categories can have kids. You just can't say women. And why won't you just admit that you are stupid? There are just so many stupid people in positions of power in this country that it is just so beguiling to me that people like his dumb, opie-looking ass still have their their position and they still get to talk. And we have to sit through this shit. But she basically said, no, no, son, I ain't sitting through this shit. Not only am I going to point you out on the stupidity of the rhetoric that you are saying, I'm going to, and I'm going to call you out on it, and you, and she's not going to back down. She is the type of gangster professor that I would love to have had, or I would love to have, because they, she has the type of reasoning that she can look at every point of an argument and argue successfully. That to me is, and she, and I think she would be able, the way she eloquently checked him, I think she would be able, she would be a badass prosecutor or even a defense attorney because she could come at it from different angles and get the information and present the argument very eloquently. And she didn't have a meltdown. She basically called him out on his bullshit. And you're, we're not supposed to do that. Black women, no matter if you are a law professor or not, you can't call a spade a spade. You're not supposed to basically correct massa, I guess. So, but she did, she did it brilliantly. And that's why I'm celebrating her because she would not tolerate you. The Josh Hollies of the world are not going to come at this woman like she's crazy. And she checked him and I loved it. I live for this kind of stuff. And speaking of stupid. I can't make any of this stuff up as long as we have 
legislators in white in the White House, I think we're going to. I'm always going to have uh, good fodder uh, for my donkey of the day. This uh, particular part of the podcast goes to um, several people. I'm going to start out with probably the dumbest one. There's a rapper that bragged in a video about getting rich from uh, the disaster relief funds. He got time. He took a plea deal. And then I have to play this for y'all because I literally cannot make this stuff up. This is, and I'm, I'm not even going to say who this is, but if this is not the dumbest crap you've ever seen in your life, I don't know what is. In America, have some of the cleanest air and cleanest water of anybody in the world. So what we do is we're going to put from the Green New Deal millions or billions of dollars cleaning our good air up. So all of a sudden China and India ain't putting nothing in their cleaning that situation up. So all their bad air is still there. But since we don't control the air, our good air decided to float over to China, bad air. So when China gets our good air, their bad air got to move. So it moves over to our good air space. And now we got to clean that and understand what I'm saying. No, we don't understand what you're saying, Herschel. That's Herschel. Because he says we can't invest in clean air because it will... We'll just float over to China, get dirty, come back, and we will have to clean it again. Um, what? Nigga, what? I can't. I'm so tired. I, this is free advertisement for you to send money to make sure Senator Raphael Warnock wins the Senate. This is who Republicans would prefer to have in their Senate seat. Except this CTE motherfucker, instead of very smart, articulate, sane Raphael, Senator Raphael Warnock. I'm just, I can't. I just, I'm so tired. He just makes me tired. I would love and I would pay good money to watch him and Senator Warnock go at it in a debate because it will be some of the funniest crap I will ever have seen in the entirety of my life because he doesn't make sense. He has consistent, he has all the symptoms consistent with traumatic brain injury that he sustained by all the years he played in the NFL, Pop Warner and the likes. He does not, he is not fit to leave. You cannot tell me that this man is fit to leave. We got hidden children, um, domestic violence, but y'all say it's, y'all would rather have him than an upstanding, sane, democratic person. Y'all make no sense to me. And I also have put on that list um, that mansion millionaire 
I found out today that he's holding up the climate change bill for some ungodly reason. But the reason is he is an ultra-rich. The climate deal is be, was negotiated. They were negotiating the Democrats negotiating with uh, this Democrat who is becoming more suspect Republican to me every single day. He said he's not voting for it. And why? Because it calls for us to take a bigger lead as far as combating climate change. But why would a Maserati owing super rich dude from West Virginia who's fat, who has family money from coal mines, the dirtiest of energy sources, want to combat co- climate change? Why would he want to do anything uh, that the main premise of the Democratic Party. Why would he want to do any of that? Just because you slap, just because you call it a Democrat, you self-Democrat, don't mean you Democrat because he doesn't do nothing. Protection of reproductive rights, climate change, uh, healthcare uh, limitation. This is what boggles me about this dude because if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it's a damn duck. This fool is a freaking Republican, and he needs to fish or cut bait. They need to kick him out of the party, or he just needs to switch parties. Because everything that he's done has done in the last two, not even quite two years, has been consistent with the other side. And I think he is a sellout, and I think he is contrary. He's not even a moderate Democrat. He's just a basic sellout Republican. So good luck with that. But... Those are my donkeys of the day. I hope you will enjoy them as much as I've enjoyed presenting them to you. And you just let me know who you think I need to add to that list because there are many people. And also, these are the type of people that need glitter bombs um, and six inch or 12 inch plastic um, plastic or chocolate penises. Um, and you can navigate to shipitbackadicks.com. Use my promo code Tinfro Got Jokes um, to get. Um, a percentage off of shipment. Um, it's shipped anonymously. So, but all of these need something from that particular store. That's right. Schools in session, and I'm starting this segment because I hate repeating myself, and I'm don't feel it necessary that I have to be the black representative of black people wherever I am because that's why I don't go anywhere. I don't hang out with people because it is very obvious that I don't know if at this point in my life, and I'll turn 51 next month, if you have not been around steady black people up until this point, I'm probably not the best representation because I just don't have the patience to teach anybody. But I'm getting ready to start these Black Lessons 101. I'm a big P-Valley fan, and this is not a Clifford's Rules, but pretty damn near close to it. We have to live by a whole code, and at some point, I'll talk about code switching. Um, There's just some stuff that we're not going to do. We're not, and we shouldn't do. We are not going to shoplift for sport. 
that's there's no reason behind that because any infarction is an almost an automatic death sentence to black people. I don't waste my time at this stage reasoning with stupid because I have better things that I could do. I could be taking a nap, I could be going to the bathroom, I could be walking my dog, I could be doing anything else be, besides trying to make sense out of nonsense. I'm not going to do that. I, as I said, I, it's a dangerous breathing while black because I can get shot up in my own home or if somebody perceives that I'm a danger to them um, they before they blink, they'll shoot my ass up 46 times, even though I'm unarmed. So I can care without caring, carrying everything. I call it limited empathy. I'm not going, I have a lot of living to do. I have a lot of complaining to do. So I'm not going to get caught up in somebody else's drama. I care but I can only do but so much if you are only going to act right. You know what I mean? So we have to be our own health advocates. My sister is going through a health crisis now, and it's like nobody's listening to her. They blow it off. Or if she's like, oh, the black people that I know, they only tell part of the story. So one, you got to be your own health advocate because nobody's really checking for us. So you got to give a clear and concise story to make sure that you get the care that you absolutely need. Even in places where care is available, there's still a disparity because people don't, I don't know, they just don't think outside the box and they don't want to get to um, the the bottom of things just gloss over and send you back to your PCP when there are and they miss obvious signs of distress lest we forget no matter how much money disease houses cars I'm still just a black woman living in the U.S. we got the the Josh Howley's Ted Cruz and the D.L. Lindsey Graham's think they could talk crazy to me or anybody like me even though I am definitely smarter and more moralistic than any of those fools but so be it still black woman in the United States and this is one of the reasons why they think they can come at me crazy because they think they are justified in it because nobody checks them but that's the one of the reasons why I'm so guarded and closed I don't trust unmelanated people at all and other people that even look like me Overseer Thomas and the likes of him. That's just my reality. And I don't have to, and I'm tired of explaining that to people. So I'm hoping that this will get people, I'm just going to have to refer them to this podcast because this is how, why I am the way I am. And we got all these examples and no amount of time that you spend telling me that you're an ally, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to care because I'm not going to. Butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book, a reading rainbow. I can go anywhere. I don't recall any episodes of that show, Reading Rainbow, before LeVar Burton took it over that I actually listened to. 
and I'm only aware of it because of LeVar Burton, but also because of Karen and Rod from Black Black Guy Who Tips. So big shout out to the Reading Rainbow theme song, and it's a great introduction or segue into this last next section because the whole premise of my podcast is called Tenfro Was Reading. What am I reading this week? Um, This past week, I've done a lot of posting on my blog, dalesangelsinc.blog, and um, this past, I think it was Wednesday, because I didn't post on Thursday because I was so traumatized by a conversation I had with somebody that basically spun me out a little bit, and I hate that when that happens, when somebody can take you off of your grind or your groove. But I turned off the morning news, and it basically freed up a lot of time, and I'm finding that uh, the CBS Morning News, they're not the only ones that are getting off on this violence porn. I really did not need to see or hear the video of the Uvalde school shooting. I knew, I kind of suspected it existed, but because I knew they had just, they had an upgrade on their system. They had gotten grant money to improve the security, quote unquote, security system, which I included video as well as that's what funded that school system has its own police crew that basically didn't do anything and it the reality was much worse than what I my imagination I was concerned they had it was edited and they edited out because we know those kids were screaming the the guy goes into the school you can see him with this AR-15 um, I was appalled at the them standing in the hallway while right not even 30 feet away those little babies were screaming in pain and for their lives and the teachers and I can't there's nothing that makes that right to see my heart is still breaking for that community and those families we got to do better, and my heart is just ble- breaking. We just got to do better, and I don't know. The only thing that's going to change it, I don't know if it's policy going to need to be changed, but we damn sure don't need a bunch of sicko 18, 19-year-olds running around with automatic weapons. I'm just saying, y'all. So I turned on my Spotify, and I started listening to this past week's uh, episode of another podcaster, Demetria L. Lucas from Ratchet and Respectful, and she had another, I guess, was on it, Mr. Will Jawando running for re-election for Prince George County School um, County Council. His new book, My Seven Black Father, is a, one of those rare books that is written from a place of vulnerability, but at the same time, it puts gives us hope in a time where black men and people in general are so stigmatized. He tells one of his, he tells a story of his own black father, a Nigerian immigrant who was absent, but he still had a big presence in his life. He, because he was estranged from his father, (coughs) he was also estranged from his black heritage, but it took another Nigerian immigrant to not only 
um, get him back to his roots, but also so he can reconnect with his father towards the end of his life. He talks about a best friend, the cool kid that got him through and how he ended up losing his life because he got uh, caught up in the drug game. He talks about his only black teacher, male teacher, which are unicorns. Less than, they make up less than 2% of the teacher population. And it brought back memories of Mr. Barcliffe and Mr. Fuller, my two black uh, male teachers um, in high school. Actually, Mr. Fuller was US history. Um, and Mr. Barcliffe taught me how to round numbers when I was like in the third grade. Uh, but I didn't know that these men were unicorns. They scared the crap out of me, but big ups. It also brought to mind my own complicated relationship with my own father and a loss that I never got to really get to know him as an adult and as his life had gone through changes. Um, he also looked, had great famous mentors like Barack Obama, who he stalked when he was a senator um, until he landed a position in initially the Senate office. And then um, as, I don't know if he was a consultant or one of his aides when he went to the, the White House and how approachable um, he was at that time. And to a certain extent, he still is because I suspect they still have a relationship. Um, I appreciate, again, as I said, with the stigma of walking while black, is so rampant in this country. It was just so refreshing um, finding this book and also um, that these these types of books are available to us. And um, I will continue to increase or improve my own reading, selections, subjects, and just, oh, just enjoying the creativity for everyone across the diaspora. I'm so interested in learning more about Ghana and even Senegal and Nigeria. My roots, according to 23andMe, are from those areas. And I'll share it with anyone else that is willing um, to examine it. Um, but don't expect me to be the overall teacher um, beyond what you hear on my podcast, because I just don't roll like that. And again, I'm cranking and uh, I'm just don't feel like it. But anyways, the book, My Seven Fathers, is available for immediate purchase on my bookshop.org um, online bookstore, Far From Bill Street. Check it out, buy it, assist to get a cut, instead of navigating to Amazon and Jeff Bezos and them just getting richer. Hook a sister up. So, of course, that is show out from season two, episode three of P-Valley, probably one of the hottest shows, I think, uh, from this particular season. P-Valley is based on Katori Hall's stage play that, when it debuted back in 2015, was considered to be groundbreaking and provocative because it sought to destigmatize 
sex work and stripping or exotic dancing. However, I did not know until, again, I was uh, listening to another podcaster, the Pea Valley unofficial podcast, uh, they're talking, mentioning the reason why season three and four have not been announced is because a lawsuit. There is another, um, another uh, person um, that, let's see, is it Nico Gilbert that produced a stage play called Soul Kittens Cabaret starring Faith Evans and Fantasia back in 2011. Um, I went back and forth. First, I followed um, Katori Hall on Twitter as well as most of the cast of P-Valley because I'm completely obsessed with Jay, Fon- Jay Alphonse, which is Lil Murder, um, Nico Anand, which is uh, Uncle Clifford, um, Mississippi, oh, that's Shannon, uh, Shannon Thornton, um, I think, is that all I followed? Oh, and I don't know if I, Lepley, which is, plays Diamond, so she alleges that P-Valley is a direct ripoff of her Soul Kittens Cabaret. Now, between Ethel and the cicadas or frogs, its background is pretty loud. But anyways, so I took it upon myself to... I tried to pull up P-Valley, the stage play, but I haven't been able to find it. I'm going to go to YouTube tomorrow and take a look at it because I did rent Soul Kittens Cab- Cabernet on Cabaret on uh, Amazon today and watched it, and I made some comparisons. First, the open, I was like, uh-oh. The opening scene is Brandy Whitaker uh, coming into the cabaret uh, with her suitcase. High yellow girl, nerdy, spokes of autumn, (laughs) midnight, (laughs) as Uncle Clifford calls her on this last episode, Savage of P-Valley. And comparison, but it was completely different. And Tata Burlesque is a mean version, an uncaring version of Uncle Clifford, not as flamboyant. Um, they have Good and Evil represented by Broomhilda, which is played by Faith Evans and Purity, played by Fantasia. Neither one of them can act, but they can sing their faces off. And then the guy that's trying to take over the cabaret reminds me of Tydell Ruffin. Evidently, his father is turned out by the Uncle Clifford character, Tata Burlesque. There's a bouncer that's that's fine, but it's not as fine as Diamond. He's basically tall, but he got his cut. He's fine. He can sing, too, but it's not as mystical as Diamond. 
and not as fine as I'm sorry. And then there's these commandments that they have to uphill or they lose the um, cabaret, similar to Uncle Clifford's rules. But, and there's a casino that's trying to be built and this guy that his father was turned out by Uncle Clifford is trying to get. And then there's even a big L type character. But that's where the similarity ends. Number one, do I think that Katori Hall may have to come up off the coin to pay for an idea? Maybe. But is it truly copyright infringement? No, because I don't think you can copyright an idea. I am one of those writers that I get inspiration to write characters and storylines about something that I've seen. I mean, all podcasts would be copyright infringement if you wanted to brand this. But this um, half-baked stage play, duh, is not the same as P-Valley. There's no gay sex. There's no homosexuality at all. Um, There is no stripping. And I believe that they said that P-Valley was provocative because they had live stripping. How they did that on stage, I can't understand but the whole premise of the current show has really nothing to do with soul kittens cafe this is a very pg version of what p valley is they could have taken it to the nth level there's no nudity there's hard some cuss words but that's it it is nothing like p valley that i see and watching again for the 88th time I can truly say that before every time before the next episode drops, I rewatch first season up to second season, whatever, whichever episode. And I've done that repeatedly. But will I watch this Soul Kittens Cabaret? Hell no. Because number one, as I said, the acting sucks. I don't like the storylines. I think it's stupid. Um, anything with this much of a religious slant, um, good and evil, blah, blah, blah. No, it's not. As I said, this is the PG version of the Triple X P-Valley. And I think you can't really copyright an idea, um, but it is obvious that she based some of the characters on and, and some of the things, themes on... It does look very, very similar, but can I say she basically ripped the idea and you're going to penalize Katori Hall for the success of her show when this basically went nowhere? Um, If she wants the honorable mention, fine. You can cut her a small check, fine. But she did. I don't think this rises to the level of copyright infringement. I know how far P-Valley has actually pushed the envelope and it is no... And it, there is no comparison between it and this Soul Kittens Cabaret. But I, it's supporting another black woman. Um, go ahead and rent it. $3.99. It was a relative good spin just to make the comparison um, to P-Valley. This is so tame compared to current 2022 P-Valley. It, it's almost laughable to think that she would think that we would think that it's a complete and op 
obvious copyright infringement because she used themes of the characters and did it successfully. That is laughable to me. So that's how we're going to end this episode. And I'm going to end it with a a positive word. I used to scoff at people making this statement because maybe because of its simplicity or maybe because it sounded more like an admonishment that I was being everything but kind. But then when I started investigating it for myself, that's when I realized that I was confusing politeness with kindness. Politeness is a fake superficial manner in which there's no required investment, no self-reflection. But being kind is an adjective. It is, on, it is an action. If you're kind to yourself first, it's like exercise memory. You will continue and be kind to others. Let that sit with you for a while. I'm going to try to be kind to myself. I'll be kind to others. It's very simple and you got to repeat it. Lean into the spirit of a new year by counting your blessings, giving to others and spreading happiness. I know I will. And this episode or this podcast is my means to spread joy and happiness and light and enlightenment. There's so much going on with aggression and um, just meanness. But if I can leave you with one small positive thought, start your day with that, that can change everything for you and, and just basically change your day. Don't forget to check out Dale's Angels Inc. for the notes on this podcast as well as other works by CQM in, um, that are, and other contributors that are in work or in um, being edited right now. Um, also, check out my Instagram feed, Tenfro is Reading. You can check me out on Facebook, Tenfro is Reading Book Club, as well as my YouTube channel, Tenfro is Reading and Eating. And what I'm just chatting and streaming um, at TV Food Wine Girl on Twitter. Uh, navigate to Writer's Block Coffee or shipabagaddicts.com. Use my promo code Tenfro Coffee or Tenfro Got Jokes, respectively, to get a percentage off of your order. Don't forget to drop me a line at tenfrowisreading at gmail.com. Um, all non-trolling messages may be actually uh, read online, and you can do the same if you are in Podbean or Anchor or wherever you listen to the podcast. And again, shedding light and positivity, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Until next time, bye.